One of the big trends in 2023 are novels that are, I mean, memoirs, pieces of fiction, pieces of nonfiction that deal with the COVID era. Yeah. And specifically what people did, it might have been how it affected their industry if you're a musician, or it might be about a story of somebody who goes from isolation to saying like, listen, I got to do everything that's on my bucket list. And I'm not ready to read those books yet. No. I it, It's so fresh in my memory that I don't want to read those. And clearly there was an appetite because a lot of books ended up on the uh, New York Times bestseller list, but they weren't gargantuan successes. No. And maybe they'll have lives. Maybe it'll be the type of thing where 10 years from now it gets revived as kind mm-hmm. of a genre, the COVID genre, if yeah. you will. But I, I spent a lot of time in 2023 reading memoir. I, I love a good autobiography, a biography. By the way, the difference between autobiography and biography, autobiography is someone writes it about themselves. Biography is somebody else writes their story. Doesn't right. mean they weren't involved, but someone else is actually the writer for it. Um. And then, you know, and to me, a, a memoir is biography light, right? You're focusing mm-hmm. on a very specific part of your life or your career, yeah. maybe, versus uh, a biography that talks about from birth all the way, you know, until maybe you're gone. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to highlight a couple of things uh, that I read this year. Both Amy and I were very excited for Spare, which is the memoir that Prince Harry put yep. out. Yep. And there were some bomb. I mean, we were ready for bombshells, right? We were ready to experience some of this behind, uh, behind the crown stuff that we were going to learn from Prince Harry. And I liked it well enough, but I really found myself getting kind of bored. And the same way I feel like if I had been reading, um, uh, if I had been reading, you know, one of, like one of the you know gossip rags. I got a question for you. Yeah, because I know you do this. Mm-hmm. Did you read it or did you listen to audiobook? I started the audiobook. Was it I, Harry reading? And it was Harry reading and I switched it to like the actual physical Because the accent or what? It It just went too slow or So not everybody should read an audiobook. Yes, not everyone understands the cadence that you need to make an audiobook great. Yeah. Which is interesting because the next book I talk about, that person did not read it. So oh, okay. and, and it's it's fascinating. I think it was fine, but for me, I found myself saying, you know what, most of this stuff are, are things that I knew or had okay. been kind of discussed. So, to me, it wasn't as great as it could have been. Does, does he talk about life inside the royal bubble, what that's like? Yeah, and specifically, I mean, he focuses a little bit more on what it was like getting out of the bubble. Okay. Right, and like how he how he became his own person. And okay. that was what we really wanted to know is like, well, how do you... How how do you become who you're supposed to become mm-hmm. when your life is already planned out for you, yeah. right? And I think I think we've we've heard it from some other other people, and he and he talks you know he talks very openly about how um, trying to navigate the world of new media and like mm-hmm. you know should should royalty be even on social media, yeah, and those kind of aspects, and so. Now there's there's some there's some fine stuff in there. I know people liked it more than I did. Certainly, if you like the royal family, if that's something that interests you, that history and how we made history in the last few years with the royal family, this was probably right up your alley. So he, he, he does he dish dirt on his brother or I, or, or the I, system? I would say this. I don't think that he's dishing dirt on anyone. Yeah. I think he's telling us this is what it's like to be me. Mm-hmm. I mean. The idea that he's he's spare, right? He's the spare yeah. tire of the royal family. Yeah. You know, he's not driving. He's not on the road. 
he's the one in case somebody else if there's a tragedy with another member and mm-hmm. what that mean what that means to you right yeah so it, i think people who liked the show succession mm-hmm. probably would really like this book okay so i can put those two together the next one is the woman in me by britney spears uh and the audiobook for this is not read by britney spears it's read by michelle williams and that was Oscar winner Michelle Williams. That was a kind of a big shocker when the book first came out. They're like, Britney didn't actually read this thing? Mm-hmm. Of course, we all got swept up in Britney fever during COVID and the free Britney movement. And then people started wondering, did we make the right decision? She seems to be a little off the rails and mm-hmm. not knowing like what to do and how to handle herself. Well, the little knife dance was a thing. <laughs> exactly, right? And so I think there was a question of like, well, we all thought that she was just being kept prisoner, but was there actually some legitimacy to that conservatorship? And wherever you end on it, this is the opportunity Britney Spears has to to speak to you. Now, this is definitely a ghostwriter for this book. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think that she sat down and scribbled on legal pad to actually get to this point. But it is in it's interesting and we we did a lot of stuff to Britney Spears specifically that when you look back, it's pretty cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. You know, the things that happened in her relationship with Justin Timberlake, there are some bombshells oh, uh, the, about the that. abortion, I didn't know that. Right, exactly. Well, yeah. and even, like, the sexualization She was of 17 her. when that first song came out. Right. It was complete sexualization of her. And and it, and it goes further in, in people asking, you know, uh, about her bust size during oh. interviews and— we never we never gave her a chance to be anything except for a poster on a dorm room wall. Yeah. And the that is the thing. That's the part of The Woman in Me by Britney Spears. I, I listened to this one. I didn't read this one. I had this one in an audio book. And that's what really, really got me to change my opinion and say, listen, you know, I think that this woman needs an opportunity to figure out her place in the world and maybe we need to stop judging every picture that she posts online um you know certainly i think uh there's gonna there's gonna be more fallout than anything else it reminds me a little bit about like the mismanagement of um danny uh from the partridge family oh bonaducci danny bonaducci and how his parents had wasted all of his money so by the time he you know he was of legal age there was nothing left um very interesting the other one, so this is this is the book that that I listened to this year that caught me completely off guard, and I had a wonderful time because I think she's one of the most talented stand-up comedians ever, and I especially like her because she's from our neck of the woods up near Duluth. The book, Sure, I'll Join Your Cult, oh A Memoir of Mental Illness and the Quest to Belong Anywhere by Maria Bamford. Did she read that? Did you listen to that on yeah. audio? And she it's, read it? And, it's, and she's great. She's got a really... It, it, her voice is an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be interesting to hear that because I've seen her stand up. I've actually seen her live, and she's, she, a, she's amazing. Stand-up. Oh, she's been to the Fargo Theater yeah. several times. In fact, I believe she's set to come back during the Fargo Comedy Festival. I think so. Coming yeah. up in the not too distant future. Maria Bamford, I got to know her because she started a web show years ago where she played all the members of her family. Mm-hmm. It was called okay. the Maria Bamford Show, and she had had a mental breakdown and moved back home to Duluth. And, you know. Things like her, she has, she does she does voices for the people who are in her family, mm-hmm. right? So her sister has a specific voice, and her sister's always chewing on her teeth or on her nails and her teeth. And then her mom has got that real Minnesota accent, like <laughs> eyes and shine. I brought you a diet coke. We're going to Target. Um, it's 
it's fun. And, you know, she does the voice of her dad and her dad, who's a dentist. But she, has, is she doing this in the book, too, when she's... Yes. Having, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, perfect, I mean, that's the thing. Is, be, the, <laughs> in, for her, she has documented over the years. She goes, like, listen, you have to be a little off kilter to get into stand-up comedy. And her comedy is very erratic. Yep. And so she's leaning into the fact that she goes, like, listen, I've had a real difficulty with mental health over the years, and it's influenced my act directly. So mm-hmm. I'm not making fun of mental health. I'm making fun of the fact that today I got up and I started to cry because I got all the socks out of my sock drawer, and I couldn't decide which socks to wear because I've worn these socks more times than this pair, and I don't want this pair <laughs> to feel sad. And... <laughs> She, like, it is just, it's clever. I had no idea that she was working on this book until it came out, and I happen, I follow her on social media, and I I listened to it all in one weekend, and it's, it's very funny. It has a lot of Midwestern sensibility to it. Uh, she talks about her family. She talks about her, you know, brief, brief touches of stardom, and uh, I think it'll, if anything, it'll get people to read or listen to her stand-up set more after they read her book. Okay, uh, confession on that book. Uh-huh. I checked it out. Yeah? From the library? Yeah, yeah, checked it out from the library. Love Fargo Public Library. Shout out to them. Uh, had it out, and you it, it's for three weeks. So I renewed it twice. So I had it for nine weeks, and then I get the email. This book is overdue, and I kept it going. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it because I had a whole bunch of other books I was reading, and I returned it and didn't read it, but I had it on my shelf for ten weeks and now I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to the library after this and get it because it looked fantastic. And now hearing you talk about, it, I actually now I want to kind of listen to Audible though. Yeah, I. I mean, I think something like this. She performs the book essentially. Yeah. The same reason why Colin Jost's a very punchable face. Great book. Uh, Steve Martin's Born Standing Up. You want to listen to him on it, the book is great, but the audio book is just one extra level. It's, the the it's recommendation, an extra deep. the best recommendation you gave me along those lines, the Martin Short book. Oh yeah, which uh, which I listened to and uh, fantastic. It is th- that's a reread, yeah. and that's only a couple of years old too. Yeah. So. What what's the title? Uh, I must say. I must say yes. Mm-hmm. His famous uh, quote from <laughs> his uh, er, er, um, Ed, Ed, Ed Grimley. Ed, Ed Grimley saw him. I'm do, a, I must say. Saw him do that in a Second City set. With Did Jill, you really? With Jill Talley. Yep. Oh, him do it. I'm a little jealous of Came that. Came out and did it. This would have been 91, maybe, 92, somewhere in there. And he was in town filming a movie. And I was at Second City that night with my class. And we went down to watch the improv set. And he walked out. And we just, the place went nuts. If if an, a writer from Saturday Night Live is listening, and they might be because they had a character named J.J. Gordon this last year. So who knows? <laughs> but if a writer for SNL, uh, with Pat Sajak... Announcing his retirement from the Wheel of Fortune, yeah. and we know Ed Grimley was obsessed with the yes. Wheel and with Pat. Why not get Martin Short to come do a little piece before oh. the end of the season, right? Like a little Pat Sajak piece for they you. They could even do a celebrity. You know, they do the celebrity ones all the time. Uh-huh. Do a celebrity one, and he could be one of the one of the people and just play the whole thing as Ed Grimley. Yeah, it would be. That, it would, that be would be beautiful. That would be the best episode ever. I'll take an end if, I, if an, I may. If I may, thanks, in. Pat. Uh, <laughs> I hope I don't get a now copyright I, sue because I feel like that was pretty good Eddie Grimley. That was impression. actually pretty good. And you're not you don't do a lot of voices. That I don't, was pretty I good. Don't. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm gonna do what I can. Uh Rusty Halvers is here. Listen, we're gonna have a little more book talk, so stay tuned to the Mighty Seven Ninety. Keep it tuned to It Takes Two, a couple more things. We of course want to touch on, you know, the Fonz's book because Are we gonna review Henry uh, Rusty Halverson's biography that's coming out. What's it called? It's called Rust Bucket. Rust Bucket. Rust, Rust, Rust Bucket. Bucket. My my days next to the combine. <laughs>